Welcome to the SBS Tour de France podcast. It's sponsored by Zwift, the indoor cycling program that lets you ride courses from all across the globe, including your chance to ride on the course from the Richmond World Championships in 2015, where Peter Sagan won. See how you compare. Visit Zwift.com to learn how to join the digital peloton today. Bonjour, 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 and welcome to this episode 13 of the Zwift Tour de France podcast. Episode 13 already. I'm Christophe Mallet, I'm your host, coming all the way to you from Po, the lovely city of Po. Uh, let me remind you before we start that you can uh, download or stream our podcast on our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash central, or from our website, sbs.com.au slash central. Remember, our lovely sponsors at Zwift have some special rides as well for you. Uh, hit them up on their website, zwift.com. Joining me on this episode is Dave McKenzie. Hi, Dave. Bonjour. We're in Po. How good is this? We know where all the good restaurants are. We know where all the good cafes are. Uh, in fact, I'm about to go get lunch. You're just about to do the podcast. You're not getting lunch. Oh, that's true, actually. And the stage is about to get underway, so I better not. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about uh, the stage yesterday. Maka, I'm not going to repeat my joke, but Kitel again. Oh, I know. We, we could have just not done a podcast for five of his stage wins uh, because, you know, it's... It's incredible, isn't it? To, you know, all jokes aside, the guy has been supersonic at this year's Tour de France and he deserves them all because he's come from almost nowhere on every stage. He was so far away heading to that sprint and then turned on the turbo boost and then he's there. Yeah, like I've been saying, it's, you know, winners are grinners and your confidence just goes up. And so I don't think he's even really relied too much on his teammates because he hasn't had this big, long train leading him to the line. He's sort of, he's fed off other wheels. His teammates have been up there, but he hasn't necessarily been on their wheels. So, no, he's, uh, this is Marcel Kittel at his very, very best, and he'll be very, very hard to beat on any flat stage from here to Paris. And we saw again a breakaway, and this time we really, really thought that Polish rider Bodnar would do it. Let's have a listen, because I think he thought he was going to do it as well. Let's have a listen to what he said after the race. Yeah, uh, it was a hard day in the, in the front. They always keep it calm. And then I was thinking only for last 15, 20 k's to go. It was still 200 meters. I don't know. Maybe I, we have to wait like the, the guys of sprinters are more tired. The teams are more tired and then we'll try. That was magic, but now... Uh, did you believe he could do it? I mean, he wasn't far. Oh, he was close, wasn't he? Oh, I mean, he even I spoke to him as well, and he said, you know, a couple of k to go, he thought, ooh, ooh, maybe. But you know what? He was just one gel short of a uh, of crossing that line in first place. I know that's a bit cruel, but <laughs> it's, yeah, it's sort of true. Uh, and the reason why you say this is because a bit later on in the program, we talk about uh, nutrition with his doctor from the team. How timely is this? Yeah, yeah, it's great, isn't it? See, that's, that's why... We've got, what is it, third-ranked podcast. So, Ex you know, that's how it is. Exactly, that's how you make radio uh, yeah. work. Uh, Chris Froome, uh, let's talk about Chris Froome. Uh, big stage tonight. We'll go over the stage a bit later on in the podcast. But how confident is he going into this stage? He'll be confident, but he's been here before and he's obviously won the tour three times before, but he's also, he knows what can happen. So... And what I mean by that is descents. He's gone hunger flat on Alpe d'Huez on one of his prior victories and almost exploded and almost lost the tour. So 
He knows. He's, he's got to keep his eye on the prize from here to Paris. He can't let up a little bit. Let's have a listen to Chris from after the stage yesterday. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's stage. Um, I mean, the, the mountains are what, what we train for and what, what I look forward to most. Um, but having said that, sure, I'm, I'm a bit nervous, but uh, going into a stage like tomorrow, it's days like tomorrow that are going to shape the race. What do you make of, uh, of how confident he is in this tour? Yeah, look, it's the most confident he's been, and, and it's not overconfident, by the way. He's, he, he always is very measured. Most general classification riders are because they just know you need to be good for 21 days. But it is the most confident he's been. He's, he's still only got... What is it? 18 seconds over Fabio Aruvo. So it's actually not much. So it is game on. I know you asked him, but, uh, where does he see the, the competition? More Aru, more Bardet? I think that's a big discussion we've been having in, in the, the SBS truck over the last couple of days. Uh, where, do you, where do you think he sees his competition? More in Italy or more in France? Be careful what you answer. Oh, gee, and I'm in France. So hang on, are there any Frenchmen? There's a lot all around me. Oh, there's one right in front of me. It's, it's not just me. <laughs> well... He says Aru is his biggest challenger for the obvious reasons, he's 18 seconds. He says Bardet, he's so good on the descents, so he has to watch him as well. And he raised his eyebrows when I asked him about Bardet. And then I said Rigoberto Uran, and he said crafty. So he's, he's, he's onto them. He's onto them. They can't fool him, but if they gang up on him, who knows? Do you know what's more impressive? Is the team at SBS saw it coming as well. We were on to them straight away once, once we lost Richie. Yeah, that's right. We know. We just, yeah, we have got our fingers on the pulse. Absolutely. Okay, we take a short break. And then uh, when we come back, we talk to the doctor from the team Bora. And uh, we try to understand just how many calories do you need on the Tour de France, on the stage of the Tour de France. And probably going to give you a couple of tips if you're riding as well. Stay tuned. We come back straight after this. Zwift has structured workouts created by some of the top coaches in the world. We're all looking to take our training to the next level and Zwift has really incredible workouts that make you sweat. Several of the workouts were actually created by Kevin Poulton, who's a world tour coach and also the coach of Matt Heyman. He's good, really good. He'll help you increase your FTP in no time at all, taking you through single workouts or complete training plans all in Zwift. Check it out for yourself at Zwift.com today. Uh, I'm uh, Yannick Lestrosta, I'm the team doctor of uh, Bora Hanskor. So we're here uh, in the bus actually of, uh, of Bora. Uh, let's talk about the nutrition and what makes the, the, the riders perform. Uh, how do you make sure they recover after such a big stage like this? Yeah, so it's, it's really hard because uh, they need the rehydration because the temperature is really high and uh, they also need to refill their muscle glucogen and so we have a plan uh, that we use most of the time. It's based on uh, an adequate amount of carbohydrates as fast as possible and afterwards uh, the equal amount of proteins and later in the evening it's, it's real dinner then to give a little bit more of uh, fuel for the next day. How can they eat after such an effort? It must be, it must be a struggle to go eat. You have to eat so many calories after three, four, five, six hours on a bike. Yeah, of course. It's, uh, our, our goal is to um, give them as much of, of energy uh, as possible uh, during the stage, that there's not so big lack of, 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 uh, of glucogen after the stage. And um, then it's that after the stage you're most of the time not hungry, so we start with drinks, uh, carbohydrate-rich drinks, and uh, later on it's, it's possible to give uh, more, more complex food. How important is the ice bath after a day like this, like after a hot day? 
Yeah, it's it was more more used in the past, I think. Um, for now, it, it is still important to cool down, but um, yeah, at the moment we used uh, more uh, uh, the tax and the riders go on the tax to cool down, then it's a, it's a cold shower and we use uh, cooling vests to cool them down. Um, the ice bath, it's when it's really hot, but uh, it's also always a problem with the logistics after a long stage and a mountain finish like here. Yeah, because you can't make the ice too much here. Yeah, that's, that's one of the big problems then, yeah. <laughs> Over the years, have you seen the nutrition change? I guess yes. But is that true in the last four or five years? Has it changed still a lot? Yeah, I think it is It is all more professional. The focus is more on nutrition now. I think it is more planned in detail uh, based by, okay, this is the effort we expect for this day, uh, in this hour, and then there's a plan for this for this time. So it's all more more, more complex and more, more specialized for this rider, for this day, and for this part of the race. And one last question, if you had one or two advice for the Sunday rider that listens to us on our, on our show, uh, what would that be in terms of nutrition to perform? Yeah, it's always, um, especially about uh, drinking and, and eating, that uh, that you start early enough. Uh, when you are hungry, you're already running out of energy, and when you're thirsty, you already lost uh, more than 2% and uh, have a lack of performance then. So start and uh, drink and eat early, and then you can go uh, with maximum speed most of the time. Thank you for having us in the bus. Thank you. Thank you. When Zwift first started, we had but a few short kilometres you could ride. Now Zwift has almost 100 unique kilometres of road with a seemingly endless variety of routes you can take around the world. And they're always adding more roads to ride. And the roads are really cool too. There's the streets of London where you can pass by Parliament or Harold's. There's the roads of Watopia which take you through underwater tunnels and through a volcano or you can even ride the Richmond 2015 UCI World Championships course. That's my favourite. Can't wait to see what they add next. Check it out for yourself at Zwift.com today. Uh, welcome back to the Zwift Tour de France podcast. And before we start talking about uh, what's coming up tonight, what an interesting chat from uh, from the doctor from Bora. The nutrition is so key for performance. It is, it is. And, uh, you know, my, my philosophy has always been it needs to be individualised. There are the basics that you need to get right. But, well, I think it's, um, you know, there used to be a book out years and years ago when I was racing and I never read it, but I liked the title of it, Your Blood Type Diet. And there were riders, I had a couple of guys on my team that were eating the food according to what their blood type was. And in the book it said if you're A, a negative or B plus, sounds like a school exam, doesn't it? But this is the type of food you had to eat. So, yeah, it's very individualised. And how much does it differ for someone that rides on a, on a Sunday? Just to, to have a, maybe the best after the performance and maybe enjoy it as, as much as you can. Well, I reckon if you're a Sunday punter and you want to enjoy it, you ride, you know, two hours down the beach, you stop for a coffee and a pastry or a muffin or whatever where you are in, in the world, you turn around and you make sure you've got the tar wind in the back and that's how you enjoy it. <laughs> as easy as that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't overcomplicate it, all right? Don't forget the gels. That stuff's... Ooh, no. I've, I think I've, I've been jaded too many years of that stuff. Okay. Well, let's talk about the stage uh, coming up tonight. We're lucky enough to be in Pau again to, uh, to start the stage. Uh, 214k, uh, 214 kilometers and 500 meters to be, uh, to be precise. We're going to Paragud. As we said in the first part of the, the podcast, Pau has been hosting a lot of time the Tour de France but uh, Paragut is only the second time that's surprising isn't it it's um, yeah just uh, because it's you know getting down into the Pyrenees you sort of think wow it's uh, it would have been visited more so that that's uh, fascinating but um, yeah there's a few guys we know that will be uh, up for the challenge won't they to get the stage win 
If you follow this podcast uh, and if you uh, listen to the podcast on the rest day, you know that uh, Tommy Vaucler, Thomas uh, Vaucler, has uh, already marked this, uh, this one because he's won not far from here in Bannière de Luchon. Do you think he's got a real chance? Well, firstly, is he your new fave? Because you had a one-on-one sit-down well, with him. I've got a crush for anything, anything <laughs> French, really. <laughs> well, you, can, you know what? Yes. So to go back to answering your question, yeah, he's... You can't discount old Tomas, and uh, we know that he, his career stops when they hit Paris. That's it. His career is over, and he's pretty popular and famous, and he wants to go out with a bang, and I'd actually love to see him win a stage, you know? There was a few years where I was like, oh, Vockler's going to win again, and, you know, a bit of the Peloton. A lot of the Peloton have never liked him over the years just because of his antics, but I'd actually really... I think it'd be great for the race if he won a stage. If I'm just being the, the devil's advocate, do you think the Peloton would want to win a stage as well and maybe he's off again if he goes in front would they sort of giving him that present i was about to say a big fat no however maybe the french riders that patriotism maybe would come through but there's no gifts at the tour de france and generally when you're on your last race you never win it's very hard to win your last race we see that you get too anxious things just don't go your way So it will be hard. So if he does, all it will do is back up, not that he needs to, that he has been a true champion over the years. Absolutely. So let's look at the, at the route. Uh, it's, it's a tough stage, no question about it. It's probably not the toughest we will have uh, this year, but it's, it's relatively uh, hilly. Listen to you, are a great armchair expert, aren't you? There's a Cat 4, a Cat 2, a Cat 1, an oars category, another Cat 1, and they finish on a Cat 2, and you're going relatively easy. <laughs> And I'm not saying it's relatively easy. I prefer the I prefer the Alps, but it's not the hardest we will see this year. No, I think. no, no you're right. I'm just hanging on you. It's it's, but it's 214 kilometers. When you said that, I hadn't looked at the actual distance. There has been a a lot of stages this year over 200 kilometers. It's been a long tour. Surely the sprinters will suffer. Kittel will suffer in that stage. They will suffer. And when you and I have got, we're looking at the profile as we speak, it's, if he, if he and amongst the other sprinters can get past that sort of 140-odd kilometre mark, which is the first Category 1 climb, then they've only got, well, well actually, they've still got 75 kilometres. So you're right, because of the distance, they will suffer. And the time cut is a factor. We saw seven riders go out a few days back with Anu Damar. Three of them, I believe, were his teammates. However, it was still seven riders. That was outside time limit. But there was another four or five that crashed out. So it's been a brutal race this year for that. Yeah. What do we know of uh, of those climbs? I mean, that that or category, uh, 7.7%, that looks quite brutal. Yeah, look, the Col de Balès, it's not the first time they've been up that. Col de Perissud, we know that. That's been become quite famous over the years. I think uh, Alejandro Valverde may have won on there quite a, f- a few years ago. Um They're hard enough. They're hard enough. And what what you've got to understand is, and you're right, it's not the most brutal stage in the mountains this year, but we are on to stage 12. So it makes it, it makes it just that bit harder. The legs are more tired. There's riders, you know, just their immune systems are breaking down. The bodies are tired. So it's going to be a hard one. I'm trying to build it up for next week. Keep the audience interested. This is not the hardest. There's even harder coming. Oh, there is harder. There is harder. Absolutely. And uh, I, think, I think what I want to see, I want to see the GC battle shake up. I want to see it really shake up, you know? I don't know how, but let's hope so. I was going to say, where, where do you see that battle shaking up? Because in the stage like this, Yeah, Aru and Barde can actually cause trouble. Yeah, I think so, because there's not super, super tough. And look, you look, the, the Col de Pirassud, it's, it's a 
it's a first category climb and it comes literally 10 kilometers from the finish uh, well actually less sorry the top of it is actually five kilometers from the finish but then they finish on top another climb so it's it, it lends itself to attacking and the climb is 8.4 percent at the end yeah, yeah it's enough it's enough it's um let's hope so come on can't we can't let the skybots take everything can we uh, no <laughs> <laughs> i think we just want a contest don't we chris, as we said chris Froome and team sky they are champions and they deserve they deserve victory at the moment because they're leading and they're riding a great race that we want to see a close contest Let's hope we uh, see that. Uh, now, where's the nearest restaurant? Uh, about 400 metres this away. Follow me. Uh, good pizzas, actually. Who would have thought in France? <laughs> you guys, you actually can do an OK pizza. Yeah, that's true. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> no worries. And this is it for this uh, episode 13 of the Zwift Tour de France podcast. It's been another smashing podcast, I reckon. Remember, you can uh, download or stream this podcast from our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash central, or from our website, sbs.com.au slash central. Next episode will be available like every episode we do from this Tour de France tomorrow morning as you wake up and as you get ready to go to work in Australia. All the way from Po, and on behalf of the whole SBS team here doing the coverage of the Tour de France for you, it's au revoir for now and à demain. Thanks to Zwift for sponsoring the SBS Tour de France podcast every day of the 2017 Tour de France. You can ride and listen to this podcast by joining SBS Group Rides on Zwift. Guys, go and check it out today. Visit Zwift.com to learn more.